return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Power's on. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. <laughs> this is the day the Lord has made. Amen. We're going to rejoice together today. Be glad in our God. Amen. I hope everyone's feeling well. I better move closer. Come closer to everybody. I uh, want to open this morning praying together. It's always good just to, you know, get into his presence and Worship the King of Kings. Worship the Lord of Lords. So if you can just focus right now on the Lord Jesus Christ, we can uh, fix our eyes on Jesus right now and gather in his name. I'm going to pray some in English. I'm also going to pray in the Spirit. And we all need it, right? We need times of refreshing come from the presence. So just passionately pray with me today. Amen. Whatever's on your heart. So as I say, as I say I'm going to start in tongues, but I'd like you to just uh, not be distracted. Focus on Jesus. Uh, pray. It's just so good to prepare our hearts for the word of the Lord. Father, we gather in your name. We thank you, Father. You are the most high God. Father, we thank you for Jesus. I thank you for this body of believers. Go ahead, take your liberty to pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit as the Spirit gives you the utterance. Oh, God, we're so grateful for you today, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, the Word incarnate. The Word became flesh. Lord, you dwell here among us. Lord, you hear each prayer, every person who's praying here today. You hear their prayers, God. In fact, Lord, we thank you today. Your word says that you bend down low and you listen to everyone who's praying. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're a God who answers prayer. and Your answer is coming. Thank you, Lord. Encourage every heart here today. Lord, thank you. There is a quickening today by your spirit. There is a quickening today of your presence, of your glory. God, thank you, Lord. You're not far away, but you've endued us all with power. If you're praying with me today, just say, I'm endued with power. I'm endued with power. Thank you, Lord. You can declare with me, I lack no good thing. Amen. I lack no good thing. Thank you, Lord. Yes, that's so good to lift our voice to the Lord. Praise you, Lord. Casting all our care on you, Lord, for you care for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As your word comes forth today, in every room, in the adult classroom, in the main service at 10. Thank you, Lord. Your word does not return void. That's what God says. The word does not return void. But the word is accomplishing what it is sent out to do. The word is prospering in the people it is sent to. 
Thank you, Lord. Now, thank you, Lord. I don't even have to ask you to bless everyone here today. You've already blessed them. You've commanded a blessing on them. And you can't reverse it. It's irreversible. Thank you, Lord, for blessing everyone here from the youngest to the oldest. Thank you, Lord, for your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We pray all together in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Thank you, Lord. How's everyone doing today? Resounding goods. Amen. We see Sioux Falls represented. Karen has drove up here today. Thank God that we can uh, gather together and we're knit together forever in love. Amen. So the psalm that is on my heart today is Psalm 145. And I, yeah, so there's a title. Um, evidently, a lot of the things written in Psalm 145 talk about his unsearchable greatness and his abundant goodness. Amen. Can we all declare those four words together? Unsearchable, say it. And abundant. Amen. In uh, David's last recorded hymn, he magnifies the greatness and the goodness of God in Psalm 145. And today, I believe that we will be rekindled in our hearts, rekindled in hope. Can everyone repeat hope, peace, and this is maybe a surprising one, awe. You know, I read somewhere this weekend that um, one of the things that really hinder us, and Pastor Dave preached about this years ago, um, an enemy of our faith is familiarity. And when we become so familiar with someone speaking, we become familiar even with God's presence. We can become familiar with the move of the Spirit and kind of a ho-hum. But today, we are in awe of him. Can you agree with that? We stand in awe. The uh, book of Acts talks about that people are amazed. They were amazed at the presence of the Lord. So, Lord, we stand amazed in your presence, like Pastor Randon saying, uh, was it two weeks ago? And, uh, and that's the truth. So as we go through this, Psalm, verse 1 through 3 talks about his unsearchable greatness. Hallelujah. Verse 4 through 9 talks about his abundant goodness. You serve a good God. He's got good things aimed at you. He's, he doesn't have one bad day planned for you. And I want to say and declare today, God is not mad at you. Praise God for that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, verses 4 through 7 talk, talk about uh, his goodness to the next generation. Hallelujah. Praise God for passing the baton to the next generation and that they are being raised up. They are on fire. They are endued with power. And they're anointed at whatever age they are. It's not a junior Holy Ghost. Amen? But uh, the Bible says that the Lord has poured out his spirit upon all flesh and that the young people preach the gospel with the same anointing, no matter what age they are. Amen. Verse 8 talks about God's goodness in salvation. Verse 9, God's goodness in creation. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 10 through 13, God's kingly greatness. Verse 14 through 21, that he satisfies our longing soul. Amen. Have you experienced that? He satisfies our longing soul. We all have soul thirst. We all long for intimacy with Jesus and intimacy with people. And he satisfies our longing soul. Verse 14, he helps the weak. Verse 15 through 18, 
He provides food for all creatures. Thank you, Lord, for helping people around the world that are uh, devastated and people that are suffering right now and people that are in uh, uh, just chaos. Thank you, Lord. Your word says you provide food for all creatures. Verse 18 18 through 19 says, the Lord answers prayer. Can I hear a big amen for that? Amen. And then uh, verse 20, the Lord protects his people. So um, I'm just excited when we can take one psalm or one verse and glean lifelong changes through the living word. Thank you, Father. Um, Let's see. The greatness and the goodness of God. How many need to be reminded about that every day? It's easy to get in a slump. Yeah. Thank you for that feedback. We love interaction here, don't we? Um, I could give many reasons why we need to be reminded about the goodness and the greatness of God, but um, as an introduction here to the, to the whole psalm, I want to say that I want to give like three reasons. And, of course, there's many more. If I asked all of you, you would give uh, several more. But when we have a renewed vision of his goodness and a renewed vision, amen, of his greatness, this is powerful right here. We can be delivered from despair. Shout amen. Yes, thank you, Lord. Um, Even anxiety, you know, you, you can be 71 years old and still face anxieties. But when we focus on the goodness and the greatness of God, we can be, what, what happens? Our focus changes. We may be looking at A, B, or C, and all of a sudden we see his greatness because of what the word says. It might not line up with our circumstances, but because the word says he's great, we can be relieved of anxieties. Please shout amen. Amen. And uh, this is a good one right here. Oh, thank you, Lord. A renewed vision of God's greatness and goodness help, helps us to overcome apathy. We do not want to be apathetic people, right? What does the Lord say? He says, love the Lord your God. Come on, with all your heart, say it, all your soul, yeah, all your mind, all your... So we put, we put passion into our love, amen? We, no one likes a half-hearted, um, indifferent, non-caring kind of a relationship, but we want to be passionate with our love towards Jesus, and love him with all of our heart, and give him the praise that is due his name, and um, when the times are appropriate, to shout unto God, right? Karen, there's power in the shout. I remember uh, her sharing that with me years ago, and isn't that something? that Who knew that there's power in the shout? I did not shout unto God till I was 19 years old. Excuse me, maybe I was 20, because I got born again, and then I got baptized with the Holy Spirit in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, and I felt like a very uh, frail and a very weak Christian. But I went to Fond du Lac. We were just in Wisconsin, not far from there. And I came forward to a church about like this. And an elderly man, I'm going to meet him in heaven someday. His name was, was Nick. And I came up timid and um, uncertain. I knew I loved Jesus, but I didn't know much more than that. And he said, he turned to me, and there was uh, people praying at the altar and seeking God, and he said, I think you need to shout. And I thought, oh, this is really different, right? (laughs) 
How many of you, well, don't raise your hands, but how many of you have ever shouted to God? I want to encourage everyone here. Maybe it won't be right here in this room, right here, right now. But, you know, when you get in your car, get in your room, shout unto God. The Bible says it's a voice of, say it, triumph. Yeah, we victor. This is the victory that overcomes. So I did as uh, this elderly man, Nick, suggested. And I just started out with saying, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. And I kept raising my voice. Thank you. I won't do it right now, but I got louder and louder, and suddenly, I was endued with power. I was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave me the utterance. And so there's power in the, sh- in the shout. Perhaps you're carrying around a burden or just, just this thing that you just can't seem to let go of. I want to encourage everyone today, shout unto God with a voice of, Amen. We victor in our God. So that's a whole nother sermon for another day. But I, I hope that you can um, experience that and practice that even today, later today. Just get outside and shout to God. Sometimes we cry. Sometimes we laugh. Sometimes we um, just adore him. And as this psalm is saying, that we, we talk about his goodness and his greatness. Because if I didn't, other things would certainly begin to get in and get my focus. If I didn't focus on what he said, and if I didn't focus on his greatness and his power and his ability, then I would despair, or I'd have anxiety, or I would um, not be happy, in simple words. So um, let me just run over a couple things briefly. Overcome despair. Say Amen. It's easy to despair or grow hopeless in life. You can be negative, relationships. um, I won't read all this, but let's see. Um, um, Apathy. Yeah, apathy. Despair, anxiety, and apathy. Okay, amen. Yeah, apathy is a huge one because, uh, you know, it enters in with, Oh, I've heard that before, or, you know, ho-hum, or is, well, right here it says, when we get cynical, or we get, um, we're discouraged, then, now you tell me if these thoughts ever come to you. Is God ever going to do anything great? Is God ever going to do something good in my life? Is God moving? Is God working? And, And we, our faith gets attacked. But when we see the goodness and greatness of God in Psalm 145, which we'll go through verse by verse, we know that his greatness is unsearchable. And we can hope again. Can we all hope again today? Yes. Um, We can learn to believe that this is my father's world. How many know that old hymn, this is my father's world? I remember Angela, when she was real little, was taking some piano lessons, and she played that on the piano. And every time I was just like, yes, Father. This is my Father's world. And uh, he's great, and he is good. Psalm 145 is not a teaching of naive optimism, but God-centered optimism. Please say amen. Secondly, overcome anxiety. It's easy to be anxious in this life. Well, we know that. 
Fearful or paralyzing anxiety robs you of many things, but it robs us of our joy. Yes, it does. Psalm 145 shows us that God sustains and satisfies every living thing. He's worthy of our trust. Amen. And we can rest in his care. Please rest today in your soul. May you find a soul rest today, even as you sit here, as the young people are sitting there and um, some taking notes and uh, growing in their faith. And may, may you just have a rest in your soul. It's amazing because Jesus said, don't be anxious about anything. Take no thought for tomorrow. Isn't that amazing to you? That Jesus actually says, don't take one thought about anything. Let's do that. Let's be free of all care. Cast all our care on him. Okay, apathy. Overcome apathy. Shout amen. Amen. Psalm 145 addresses the problem. One problem many Christians face is familiarity with the things of God. It's true. You know, we had um, some testimonies recently of people that have uh, started coming here a while ago. And the minute they walked in, they sensed the presence. Now, maybe we're getting used to it. Like the presence of God. He's wonderful. His presence is fullness of and but for someone new who comes in and they recognize the presence, it's they haven't been attacked with that familiarity or apathy. As a result of being around religious things, many Christians lose their awe of God. That's not me. Say that out loud. That's not me. Lord, we're in awe of you. Amen. It says that there's nothing more dangerous for you than to lose your awe. Oh, you know, somebody at Bible study last uh, Thursday talked about the mystery of God. We want to be in awe of him. Expect today. What, Lord, what are you going to do today? Amen? Even a healing in your body. Let's be in awe. Let's be expectant. We're all spiritually pregnant. Please shout amen. Amen. It says... Um, There's nothing more dangerous. Okay, if you don't live with a sense of awe before God, then apathy will negatively affect every aspect of your life. We don't even want to be apathetic about our jobs or about our uh, schooling and our careers and certainly our families or how we keep our home. We don't want to be apathetic. No, we want to be. the, The Bible says that everything we set our hands to do is prospering, shout amen, and is successful. And the New Testament says, everything you do, do it heartily. Can we all say heartily? Heartily as unto the Lord. So everything we do matters. How we cook a meal matters. What if you just left out, you didn't want to put in two ingredients, so, oh, you didn't care about that? Well, your cake would be about this tall. We must care about the little things. No apathy in Christians' lives. We're on fire. Amen. We're hot. We're burning for Jesus. And there's nothing too hard for your God. God's attentive to you. His eyes are running to and fro about the whole earth, looking and seeing whose hearts are perfect towards him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So um, with apathy, we drift. We were made for wonder. Every human being has been hardwired by God to live in, this says, in daily awe. Oh, let's... Let's be in awe today. 
Let's be in awe right now in this adult Sunday school class. Let's be in awe today at 9.30 when we'll break for a fellowship one with another. Look at one another. Look into their eyes and realize they are carriers of the glory. I see in you the glory of my King. And I love you with the love of the Lord. Let's not talk about the weather today at fellowship. But, you know, all of us can go up to someone and say, how are you today? I can... Um, release a word over you today. One word from God can change your life. So now I want to look at Psalm 145. Psalm 145 allows us to reignite childlike wonder in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. As we start here, and we'll um, make a couple comments about these verses. What I want to say is there's 10 verses in this psalm that talk about our mouth. Praise God. I'll point them out as we go along. The first one being verse 1. I will extol you. Should we all read it together because it's the same translation? You guys read and then I'll, I'll make a comment. I... Uh, in this particular verse, there are two phrases that talk about our mouth. There's such power in our words. There's such power in our praise. I will make a comment on those. I will extol you is one. Amen. And then we're making a decision. Whenever we say, I will. Sure, Mom, I'll do that. Yes, yes, uh, Pastor, I'll do that. We're saying, I will. I choose. To do what I said I'm going to do. And this says, I will, let's read it together, uh, the second part. I will bless your name. Amen. I will bless your name. So in verse 1 alone, it has two different phrases that include us and what we're going to say. We, we don't want to be negative people. We want to be praisers. Please shout amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, Maybe we'll get back to some of these with a little more detail, but let's go to verse 2. And again, let's go ahead and read it together. And read it with your um, confident voice and your um, voice for Jesus. Amen. You know, the devil tried to keep me silent for 45 years. (laughs) I thought that was funny. but (laughs) I mean, the devil wants to rob your voice. You know, like young people, when I was your age, the devil wanted to keep me silent. and But I just, I refused to be silent. And I think I told you my first prayer. My first prayer was I was asked to pray with a group of maybe eight people. And um, I paused, and it was super quiet. And the, the priest, it was actually at a Catholic uh, Bible study, and um, he said, Jeannie, will you close in prayer? And I froze. I was paralyzed. I had no idea how to pray. I had no idea what to say. And I hung my head. The devil had robbed me of my voice. And I said, I can't. And he said, amen. That was a great prayer, Jeannie. And I'm like, all right then. (laughs) So the next time uh, I was asked to pray, guess what? Got a little bit better. Found a few words. And But don't let the devil rob you of your voice. Please shout amen. Amen. You've got a voice. Your voice. I think Deb did a a great in-depth teaching on this, on on the particular voice that each person has and the 
the waves that go with it. I don't know. Do you remember that? Anyway, it, it's amazing because there's no two voices that are the same. We need your voice. We need the younger generation. We need your voice. Older people, we need your voice because we've got a lot of wisdom to share. Verse 2 says, let's read it together. Every day, say it. Mm-hmm. And? You see a similarity in verse 1 and 2. Of course we do. Two times. So four times in these two verses, what are we using to glorify God? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So he says, every day, is it going to be like, well, on Sunday I might feel like saying hallelujah. No. Every day. Can everyone shout every day? Every day. Uh, every day, Lord. I will bless you. Amen. Just focus on his goodness and his greatness. Every day, I will praise your name. Let's be doers of the word and not hearers only. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, verse 3. Great is the Lord. I'll go ahead and read this one. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. We're talking about the uh, goodness of God in his unsearchable ways, his unsearchable, um, amazing nature, his character. Let's go on to verse 4 because I like this generational um, passing on of praising the Lord. We can read it together, verse 4. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall what? Okay, so again, in verse 4, two times in verse 4, so now we're up to 6, it's saying, use your mouth, people, use your mouth. When we gather here at 10 o'clock and everyone's already come in from the fellowship hall and the worship team has opened the service, I want to encourage everyone today, open up your mouth and praise him. We will not be silent. Can you say that? We will not be silent. We serve a God who is great and his ways are unsearchable. And he certainly is worthy of our praise. He's certainly worthy of us opening up our mouth. And the Bible says, for this purpose, we are and were created to praise God. So why would we be silent? Amen? So we're already up to six times where it says we're going to declare. We, every age group is going to declare his greatness. And guess what? The next generation is going to hear it. Amen? And then they're going to do the same thing. And it's an ongoing spread of the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ. Verse 5 also says, I will speak. Can we all say? I will speak of your glorious honor. Am I in the right one? Oh. I will speak of your... Okay. It's just a little different translation. I will speak of your glorious honor and of your majesty and of your wondrous works. That's, isn't that what we want to talk about? Look what the Lord has done. Remember, if you've received anything from the Lord, testify. Testify. They got together and they rehearsed what the Lord has done. Shout amen. Um, verse 7 talks about being abundantly sat. Let's see. They shall, verse 7... Okay, I'm going to, is this the New King James? Uh-huh, maybe I'm in King James. And it's very close, verse 7. They shall abundantly utter. Please say abundantly utter. <laughs> abundantly utter. Who, who's they? That's us. 
They shall abundantly utter the memory of your great goodness and sing of your righteousness. So thank you, Lowell. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, abundantly utter and sing. So here again is two more. We're going to sing unto God. Wow. When the worship team starts, wow, raise your voice. Wow. You know what? Feel free to say amen. Like when with me speaking, feel free to say amen. Amen. Feel free to uh, say amen when uh, anyone on Sunday morning, Pastor Rand and Pastor Dave, Brother John Kuhn Kuhn today, feel free to say amen. When you say amen, something is released in the atmosphere. And what you are actually saying is, so be it. What you said is true because God said it. Agree with God. Amen. So, wow, I think we're up to eight now. I, I don't know if I counted sing in my list of ten. So maybe there's eleven. And uh, let's go ahead here, and I'll just be reading now uh, without too many comments in between verse 8. This is about our beautiful Jesus. You're so beautiful, Lord. The Lord is gracious. He's full of compassion. You can read it with me. Aren't you glad? Shout amen. Of great mercy, verse 9. The Lord... His tender mercies are over all his works. Verse 10. All your works shall praise you, O Lord. And we're using our mouth again. You can highlight these in your Bible. How many times we're instructed in Psalm 145 to talk about his goodness. Verse 11. There's more. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. And talk about your power. Talk of your power. And why do we do this? Verse 12. Again, we're using our words. Do you ever say that with little kids? Use your words. <laughs> Go ahead, read verse 12. To make known to the sons of man his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. I'll just end with the last verses. 21, it's, again, it's got two admonitions, two reminders to speak about his goodness and his greatness. Go ahead. Would all of you, uh, let's all stand together, and would all of you, I'm not going to read this verse, but would all of you read verse 21, and we'll use this as our benediction, and uh, glorify God all day long and forever and ever. Amen. Go ahead. My And we pray in Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all, you fellowship. Amen. Let's give Jesus a clap. Let's give Jesus a clap. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 605- 692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.